Welcome in to another episode of Grass is Always Greener. I'm your host, Ryan Elke, and a lot to talk about. Um, good, some bad, some just therapy session. So, looks like the, the season's a wrap, but we'll, let's just get right into it. Ready? One, two... is always greener. Here's your host, Ryan Elke. Grass is always greener. I'm your host, Ryan Elke. Find me on Twitter, Ryan E-L underscore key. Find the podcast at always green MSU. Listen to us, Google, Apple, Spotify. Download, subscribe, review. Only five stars, please. Uh, let your friends know. If you have any if you have a question, email me. Grass is always greener. MSU at gmail.com. But let's just dive into last night's game. MSU falls to Purdue, 75-65. to 65. Uh, This game started out as ugly as ugly can be, but not just for Michigan State for both sides. Through the first 10 minutes, Purdue is up 13-9. Both teams shooting a combined 34%. So it just wasn't pretty, but then both offenses kicked in. And Michigan State's offense, really no complaints throughout the game for me. I mean, they shot well. They shot 45% from the field. They shot roughly 45% from three. Granted, they had some missed free throws. They shot 67% or 66 point whatever. But I'd say for once, it wasn't the offense that really kept this team down. I mean, for most of this game, Purdue seemed they would lead by between six and four, Michigan State, would go on a five, six nothing run. Like, you know, get within one or take the lead by one or two. And then Purdue would come back at two or three quick baskets. Like, the momentum never fully shifted to, to Michigan State in that last game. They just couldn't make that final hump of building onto the lead. And a lot of it was just, granted, guarding Travion Williams well is a hard task to do. But they just couldn't get over that hump flat last night. And it was rough. We saw it three or four, maybe five times, where Michigan State would crawl back into it. Purdue would pull. And Purdue had a hard time pulling away until the final two minutes. And I feel bad for Joey Hauser because that's probably the worst minute, 30 seconds of basketball I've seen from any basketball player. Like, that is a rough one. Three turnovers and a bad miss three. But, grand, you're down like seven, ten points at that moment. You got to take chances. But, that was hard at the end. The second turnover, probably one of the worst turnovers I've ever seen. Hauser gets trapped on on the sideline. 
tries to give it out to Rocket Watch, just passes it right to Purdue. It was rough. Like, I, I felt bad for him at that moment because and that that's just, the again, one of the worst stretches of basketball by a singular player because it has three straight possessions. Man. And I, listen, I'm going to complain about some things I saw last night's, last night's game, and then we're going to kind of have a therapy talk, talk everyone down a little bit because – Fumes are running high right now, and I understand it, but let's break down last night's game first. Again, offense was great. We saw some performances that we hadn't seen before offensively, mainly out of Monty Sissoko and Julius Marble. So, And it was funny because they must have saw all our tweets bashing <laughs> the depth of the big men after um, Enoch – I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his last name at this moment because I don't want to butcher it. After a five-star for the 20, 2023 class, Imani Bates' class, decommits. And everyone's like, and what Enoch said was like, listen, because of the depth of Michigan State's front court, I feel like I want to go to a place where, you know, I'll be ready to play. And Spartan fans came out hard like, have you watched this season? There is no front court. Well, Sissoko and Marble took great offense to that. Sissoko, five points in the first half. They're all in the first half because he didn't play the second half. We'll get to, into that in a minute. Had four rebounds. Was defending well. Played the best game of the season for him so far. Julius Marble. Let me look at his total numbers. But Marble had ten points all in the second half. He was taking on the dribble. He was throwing little hook shots over Williams. He was playing physical. Like, this is the point in the game where you're like, all right, if things keep going this way when Marble went on his run, we're going to pull this game out, and we should be able to pull this game out. But then came the decision that lost the entire game. Because... Once Marble came out, and I saw fans bashing that, why would you take Julius Marble out? He's the hottest player right now. It was coming after a long shift for Marble. He got that little fancy finger roll layup in, landed hard. He was beat. I understand Marble coming out at that point because he's just exhausted. You want to get that fresh body in there. The mistake with was with who came in for Marble. And that was Thomas Kithier and not Monty Sissoko. Because Monty Sissoko did not play the second half. And Tom Izzo said in the postgame, like, well, Monty didn't play in the second half because Julius Marble was playing so well. Honestly, it should have been Thomas Kithier not playing the second half because Julius Marble was playing so well. And Sissoko are playing so well. And it's not the fact that, like, oh, Kithier will come in for two minutes, then maybe bring in Mahdi, then bring him back. Mar nope. Kithier played a seven-minute stretch after that. It's inexcusable. Purdue ended up going on their run to take back control of that game when Thomas Kithier came in. 
Because at this point, Thomas Kithier should not be playing not even seven minutes a game. And you're giving him seven-minute stretches in a game that you need to win because you need to win every game from this point out, especially with teams against Purdue. But this has been the frustration for Spartan fans this year has been not recognizing the player that's playing better at the moment and going to it. It's going to the old reliables that haven't produced for more than half this season. Thomas Kithier started playing this way at the beginning of the season. He was not good. He had a nice little stretch of a few games where he was usable. But then it went back to the Thomas Kithier that we thought knew. The, the rotation has been an issue the entire year. It's inexcusable that Thomas Kithier comes in for Marble instead of Monty Sissoko to try to continue that momentum shift. Travion Williams is going to bully Thomas Kithier, and he did. Monty Sissoko, they like said, he is your Dennis Rodman type player. He is a freak athlete. Sometimes he doesn't know what he's doing, and sometimes that's for the better that he doesn't know what he can do. He should have been in, or at least if you're going to bring Kithier in, he needs to come out a little quicker than a whole seven-minute stretch. I mean, hell, Kithier had 11 total minutes. Nine were in the second half. Sissoko had seven total minutes all in the first half. Again, I've said it on this podcast at some point, you got to hurt some feelings, Izzo, with these kids. you got to play the better player. Sissoko was the better player last night. He should have been in instead of Thomas Kithier. And that decision was the big mood swing. That cost you the game. Plain and simple. I mean, you had every chance to really take that momentum and you just couldn't and and Marcus Bingham only played three minutes but as Izzo kind of alluded to that's a kind of a tough matchup for Bingham versus Williams because Williams is a hell of a lot stronger than Bingham so I understand if Izzo's like all right well they have Williams he can push Bingham around. They have Zach Eady, the 7'4", freshman out of Canada, who can really push Bingham around because he's just not there physically yet, even despite being there three years. I understand to that point. So you played Marble more. You played Sissoko more. But when it came to crunch time, you went back to your old reliable for, for whatever reason you trust him, Thomas Kithier. That decision costs the game. And, Grant, it's just been a rough year all along along for us Spartan fans. Because it just has. I mean, we all know it. They're 10-9. They're going to be under 500 by the end of the year. 
They're going to have Tom Izzo's first losing conference record in his career. They're going to miss the tournament for the first time in, what, 23 years? It's a rough, rough go this year for the Spartan fans. And last night, there's some decent games. Aaron Henry played 15 points. There's a little, little miscommunication at the beginning of the game. Because when starters are first announced, like I follow the game on stat broadcast. It's available for media when they're at the game to kind of follow along with stats and use for the broadcasters calling the game so they get the up-to-date stats right away. When they put out the starting lineups, they didn't have Aaron Henry in there. They had Foster Lawyer in the starting lineup instead of Aaron Henry. I kind of lost my composure because like, all right, what's going on here? Just a mistake. Henry started, not Lawyer. Henry had a solid game. He had 15 points, yeah, 6-12 shooting, 35 minutes, fine. Langford, another tough shooting night, but nine total points. It is what it is. Hogarth had a good game. Finally got some point production. Grant, it was only four points, but he got it. Malik Hall, there's just needs to find a way to be more aggressive when out there on offense. And then Rocket Watts' rough year continues. This time, zero points, but 12 minutes played. He was coming off of was a flu bug. The last game got pulled at half, been in isolation for a few days. Well, they got him all tested, came back, all COVID tests were negative. Understand the, the even – Worst game from Watts that he had because he hadn't he hadn't practiced like he was just available to practice the day before, and I don't even know if they really practiced him that hard because he just hadn't done anything for two days. Sounded like he had the a flu bug, but still another zero from Watts. Lawyer bum shoulder only played a couple minutes, but Marble and Sissoko were the gems of this game. Soko, five first half points. Marble, ten second half points. Marble had a nice run, just pretty much all by himself. Really kept Michigan State in the game in the second half. And it's just, Grant, we're not coaches, we're always there, but we also have watched this team every single minute and I feel like instead of trying to take a chance with some of these younger guys, it's just been relying on some guys to be who they're not. In previous games, it's relying Foster Lawyer being on someone who he's not as a college player. We all know Foster Lawyer averaged over 30 points in high school at Clarkston. We know that. He can't do that in Big Ten. He hasn't done it. We know Tom, like, it's fine if Tom Izzo wants to call Thomas Kithier. Oh, he's like, he's going to be the next Matt Costello. Haven't seen it. Not even close right now. He just looks like a slightly undersized big guy who just, I don't want to say doesn't know what he's doing, but just doesn't have a role for him. 
Like, we don't really know what Kithier's role is supposed to be. Supposed to be a pick-and-pop guy. Haven't seen that. Supposed to be cleaning up down low. Haven't seen that from him. Really should be the guy on the bench that eats up minutes at the end of the, at the end of a blowout game. Got to face the reality with some of these kids you have on your team. Grant, every team has those kids. It stinks that Kithier and Lawyer were in the same recruiting class because it feels like a lost recruiting class. But now let's jump into the real issue is for the Michigan State fans that have lost cabin pressure on this season. Granted, it is a rough year. We are not making the tournament. Just lost a five-star recruit. But as I listened to David Klein, who runs Spartan Hoops, uh, his Twitter handle is Spartan Hoops DK. He broke down the recruitment of Enoch. Like, hey, it was a bit of a surprise when he committed because he was a four or five-star. Wasn't much interest garnered around him. Committed to Michigan State, and it seems like he used Michigan State kind of as his, like, stepping stone into more recruiting. So now he's opened his recruitment back up. All the big players are in. Duke, Kentucky, Arizona, Arizona State. Like, Arizona State now is bigger into recruiting. Bobby Hurley's there. Like, like yeah, those teams are coming in now. We all know what those teams do. So, and it's not our first rodeo with a five-star that has interest in Michigan State. And all of a sudden, late in the game, and this isn't even that late in the game, one of those bigger programs comes sneaking around. It happens. But it's not end-all, be-all for this program. So I've seen it. I've seen it all on Twitter. Oh, this is the 2016 recruiting class from Mark D'Antonio. This is the start of the downfall. This is the end for Izzo in Michigan State. These aren't Michigan fans talking that I'm quoting. These are Michigan State fans that are going on about it. Relax. Just relax. This isn't the end of the program as we know it. It's a bad year. And one we really haven't had in a long, long time. For me, pretty much as long as I could remember. Michigan State, they go to the tournament, you get your bracket, write them in as champion, fill out the rest of the bracket. Yeah, it sucks realizing we don't get to do that this year. Well, it doesn't mean it's the end of the program. It just means Tom Izzo has been that damn good for that damn long. Remember the recruits that are coming in next year. Grant, there's no big guy coming in right now. So you have Christie, Brooks, and Akins. But that does give you depth at the point guard, which you need. It gives you scores that can go inside and out, which, which Michigan State needs. Like, it's going to be okay. Granted, it's not the season we were hoping for, and I think some of it comes from 
maybe State fans are still a little upset that we never got to see Cassius Winston have that final run. So I think mentally going into the season, we are still right there. But it's a brand new team with a whole lot of brand new issues that were just kind of ignored because we went without seeing that final run. But to go off and say, this is the end of the program, Izzo needs to step down, who are we going to... Who are we going to go after? It can't be an inside hire. We have to go outside. But it'll definitely be an inside hire. That'll deplete Michigan State basketball as we know it. Come on. Don't be like that. I'm not saying here it's all sunshine and rainbows, but it's also we're not looking at brimstone right now. It's one bad season. Be a little bit better than that. We as fans were spoiled for two decades. Don't become a laughing stock to other fan bases because we can't handle a bad year. Because the recruiting class coming in is going to be good. Hogard coming back, going to be good. Rocket Watts, can't be much worse than what he is this year. You hope with a real offseason, being in the gym, being on the court in the offseason, the players will get better. There's just Michigan State's just unfortunately one of the teams where the COVID year hit them hard. And they're not the only team going through it. Look around. Kentucky, losing season. Duke is 500, and their top freshman, their top recruit from their last recruiting class, quit in the middle of the year. People, they, don't get me started on that. People call it a business decision. People call it opting out. Call what you want. He quit. He wants to go to the draft. That's fine. That's his prerogative. He still quit. That's not happening at Michigan State, though. Tom has only had to take a two-week break because he had COVID. The players are still here. They're still working. This Purdue game, I was at least happy that we finally got what looked like 40 minutes of complete effort, which hadn't happened in a long time. You got the offense finally clicking a little bit where you shot not only over 30%, you shot over 40%. It was just a bad coaching decision that game mixed with a top recruit decommitting from class, not next year, two years from now. Just take a breather. We all need the offseason. The players do. The coaches do. I think the fans do. It's as simple as that. Step off the ledge. Relax a little. Because we've been damn lucky as fans to watch what has happened over the last 22 years. The Final Fours, the championship in 2000, the Big Ten championships, the Big Ten championship tournaments. Like, relax. It's This isn't Mark D'Antonio. 
this isn't the end of that where D'Antonio loses a whole recruiting class because of sexual assault, loses his three top recruits to it, and then has a beef with his biggest Detroit recruiter and now has a hard time going into the city and recruiting kids. This isn't that. There's still talent on this team. There's talent coming into this team. It'll be fine. It's a bad year, and it sucks to go through one. It sucks every three days turning it on and kind of knowing exactly what's going to happen, and it's not good. But it's not over. (laughs) So just don't be that fan. You've been spoiled. You can say it. I can say it. We've been spoiled. That's all right. But just relax that it's a it's over. Time to look for the new coach. It's D'Antoni all over again. We're gonna go three and nine. And just gonna be losing all the game. Like it's not it. So <sighs> and on top of all that, if you followed Michigan State's women's team lost to Michigan yesterday as well. So that, that just a big bag of suck for state fans right now. But, again, it'll be better. Michigan also has Naz Hillman on their team, and she's a beast. It's hard to keep up with that. But, fans, let's just relax. Swallow the last few games of the season. Is it Indiana Saturday that starts off, like, the four-game week. It's Indiana, Illinois. Illinois, Ohio State, and Maryland. I'm going to be positive and say it's going to be a two-and-two week. In reality, it'll be one-and-three, all-and-four. But, again, we're fans. We can only hope. So, that's another episode of Grass is Always Greener. I said, I'm going to live by my podcast name, Grass is Always Greener. We're looking forward. Got green grass ahead. I'm your host, Ryan Elkey. Find me on Twitter, Ryan E-L underscore key. Find the podcast on Twitter at AlwaysGreenMSU. Listen to us, Google, Apple, Spotify. Download, subscribe, listen, give five stars. Only five stars, please. I can't take the ego hit if it's less than five. Just message me privately if it is. Um, Come up Saturday at Indiana, 12 o'clock on ESPN. You know, we'll all be watching. We'll all be hoping for a win. So let's just be fans and have fun. As always, go green. Ready? One, two. another episode of grass is always greener make sure you subscribe apple google or spotify why not all three